It's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair But her mummy is yelling no And her daddy has told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen Now she walks through her sunken dream To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked to the silver screen But the film is a sad thing for For she's lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools As they ask her to focus on sailors Fighting in the dance hall Hello. Hi. Hi, guys. Sort of an unconventional uh, episode. Yeah. Today, I am... So, it's January 11th here, but it's probably going to be wherever this is released. But, like, a few hours ago, we heard the news that Mm. the, um... like, David Bowie had passed on. And I... Mm. We kind of decided, like, I mean, it, you'd think it was sort of unconventional for our podcast to have, like, a David Bowie tribute episode, because it's not necessarily, like, you know, we're not a music-based <laughs> podcast, but, like, I feel like, in many ways, he's kind of, in, in a way, like, responsible for this podcast, because I think the first time you and me first like, started seriously talking about it was when we watched The Labyrinth last year, was when we first, like, thought. So this isn't so much our Labyrinth episode, like, we'll touch on it, but it's kind of like our gateway, that, uh, like... It's kind of our little, you know, none of us really have a massive way to pay tribute to David, but, I mean... I feel like that movie... is what we can do. Like, particularly that performance, though, kind of led to... Like, the Goblin King and the Labyrinth, that movie kind of is the key to the to this mm. podcast. It's It was a big deal. And I mean, yeah. like... I mean, we went to Melbourne not very long ago and saw the exhibition, the mm. David Bowie exhibition, and um, it really moved both of us, mainly because he's such a, he's such an amazing person. Well, you see that. You see it in, like, the music. Like, there's the music, the movies, the fashion, all of it. He's not, like... And this is why he's my favourite musician of all time. He wasn't ever, like... He wasn't one thing. He wasn't a musician. He wasn't an actor. He wasn't a fashion icon. Mm, He was all of it. And I read a great tweet today by the uh, comedian Jonah Ray. There were lots of great ones, but he had this great one where he said, like, whatever it is you thought of him, he was way more than that, you know? And he was. And, I mean, 
Like, if we can just talk about... We won't go into the movie full on, but, like, this movie is so good. It's so... It's incredible. Like, we watched it not very long ago, and it's just, like, even though it's... How old is it? When did it come out? Well, it's 85, and I mean... And it's still, even still, like, it will still grab you, and it will still make you want to watch it over and over again because it's so great. And the, the little... Muppet things. Well, that's the thing about this movie because when I threw it on for us to watch, I thought of it as kind of like sort of watching it semi-ironically. Like, I mean, it's kind of part of that sort of tacky 80s sort of adventurous fantasy flick. Mm -hmm. It is part of that, but it's a genuinely good movie and he is so great in it. And, like, as a performer, like, you're not... This isn't widely considered to be, like, his best moments in music, but it so is. Like, Baby with the Power is such a funny, kooky yeah. song, but it's so good. It's but, like, I mean, even just, even if it was a bad song, we still turn around to each other, and if we are feeling low or something, we'll turn around to each other and say, we'll just we'll just start singing it, and it'll yeah. just You remind us. me of the babe. What babe? The babe, babe of the power, the power, the power, the power of do Even just like that whole movie, him, he. Yeah. But I mean, I, if you I'm, think about it, we say 1985, and then you just don't, get that because I've got the I've got hit the dossier. But you don't even like a lot of the time. You don't. 86. Really we're very close. You don't think of 85 or 86 as being that long ago, but then when you really think about it, we are. Here we were watching it in 2015, so that's how many years? Jesus, <laughs> no, that's not what this is about. That's not what yeah, it's no, about. No, no. about. Yeah, no, I understand though. No, but this is that's 30 years. Yeah, right. And you can still 30 plus years. No, 30 years. 30 yeah, years. yeah. Exactly. And you can years. still connect with him. Even though it's 30 years ago. Do you know what's interesting, though? Like, I'm looking at it. I think the reason this movie worked, if we can just talk about the movie yeah. for a minute, what makes it work so good is, like, the talent on board here is actually quite amazing. Like, I kind of knew this, but just looking at it, it's quite good. It's people at the peak of their powers, because it was Bowie's in there, um, mm. Jennifer Connolly is in there, mm. probably, like, like, not a serious dramatic way, yeah. but, like, doing a great thing as a kid. Jim Henson's directing it. The Muppets. Oh, quiz fucking Mouth. genius. Uh, George Lucas is producing it at when he was doing good stuff, when he was doing great stuff. Oh, okay. And Terry Jones, who was a python. Mm. One of the pythons wrote the movie. Like, it's just... Just talent on display here. I mean... And I... Just getting back to Bowie, though. Like, I mean... the. I wrote this on, like, Facebook today, but it's, like, the reason this means so much to me is just, it's a source, he was just a source of such joy for me, you know? Like, I mean, I saw this movie when I was a kid on VHS in After School Care, and it was just so, like, it's just grabs you, and it's kind of scary. It was kind of mm. scary as well. I think I performed, like, one scene of it in a play in primary mm. school once as well. I, um... Oh, bloody hell. What else? Like, the the first time I heard Life on Mars mm. for the first time. And, I mean, his songs are, like, fucking kooky and weird. Mm. But it's, like, and you can take whatever. That's the great thing about music, I think, is, like, you don't need to research about, like, 
kind of the meanings behind songs don't matter, I think. I've worked that out recently. It's what you think they mean, mm. which is the most important. And Life on Mars, I think it's just him giving a voice to the voiceless and those that don't quite fit in, because that's what he was. Yeah. That's what he considered himself an outcast. And I think there's Life on Mars. I think it's like looking. I always mm. consider it like looking for your people, looking for your fellow freaks. That song is so powerful based on that. Like, it's just people. Did you get that from Freak Show? What? That looking for your fellow freak thing? No, no. I've always thought that, though. Mm. I've always thought that. Like, it's just... It is about the voice to the voiceless, mm. that song. And, I mean, it's this... And I love the crap as well. Like, even the crappy stuff that doesn't date, I still love it. I love the duet with Mick Jagger. I will fight anyone in an alley who says otherwise... I love yeah. that horrible scene and song duet the, uh, of Drummer Boy and Peace on Earth with Ben Crosby. The, it's so <laughs> awkward and weird, but I love it. I love mm. it unconditionally. And it's, I know, it's been like a bit of a staple between you and me mm. in our relationship, I think, as well. I think he has such a big part in... Well, I mean, like, I knew of his existence, obviously, but um, wasn't really a massive fan until I started dating you. Yeah. And then I really got, like, I downloaded his entire back catalogue and stuff. But I really connected to him in the way that he incorporated art. Like, mm. because I'm a visual person. And, I mean, I'm a, like, I'm into music and stuff as well, of course, because I'm technically trained and whatnot. But, um... Yeah. Like, it went so much further for me than that. Like, he, the way that he just made, like, his, when we saw the costumes and stuff that he had in that expo, it was ridiculous because I kind of just looked at it and went, he took what was in his mind and made it, not only did he make it, but he made it famous. Yeah. And he made it so that other people could see it and that, so that he could share it with other people. And talk about a track record. Like, yeah. every one of those, like, personas is just so effective and, like... But yeah. I feel like that's the most powerful thing you can do because, like, so many people just sit there with all these great ideas with their head, in their head and they just sit there. And not afraid to reinvent himself yeah. either. As we saw in that thing, like, even, like... He must have gone through, like, 20 million personas in, like, the 80s alone. Like, he's... He didn't stop. He didn't slow mm. down. And look, I love the Rolling Stones. I love them. I love the Rolling Stones. They're like my favourite rock band of all time. But, like, they've always been consistent, which is good and bad. Yeah. They've been consistent because they've stuck through ego and, like, um, self-righteousness. And they, they will tour. They will, mm. like, they're... They love their fans. Yeah. That's good. But they, they've always been the Rolling Stones, which I love. I've got no complaints about that, but they've always been the Rolling and Stones. And you'll always listen to them and go, yep, that's the Rolling Stones. David Bowie's always hasn't been afraid to change. He's always been mm. different. It's been Ziggy. It's been, it's been Let's Dance. It's been Aladdin Slade. It's been the, it's been uh, so much. And he was, he reinvented himself. Even to this, he recorded an album that just came out the other week. Like, mm. he didn't stop, even when, like, it seemed like he was at his worst, he didn't stop, and he didn't stop changing. No pun intended when I just said that. <laughs> but he didn't. Yeah. You know? But I feel like the most powerful thing there is that he was dying. Yeah. 
a slow private death mm. and he still chose to make music. Yes. And I feel like that the kind of person that can do that really loves it for what it is. <clears throat> and I feel like there's a whole heap of people out there um, that are making music because it makes money. I just... I and I think, feel like that yeah. just taints it and it makes it horrible. But David Bowie was one of those people that, that if it made him no money, he would do it anyway. Like, you think about this. I am... Um, I always say this, and you know what, there's lots of other people, but the way I always see it, like, it just seems like David Bowie and Keith Richards, no one seems like they love music mm. more than those two. Like, they talk, like, career, all that whatnot, but like, when you saw them talk, you just felt like those two in particular, I find, yeah. genuinely just love to create yeah. more than any, like, more than anyone else. And I mean, this guy, like, Bowie, he just... In- like you see his influence everywhere. Yeah. You do. Like, we're talking about, like, your hero, Andrew's hero, is Noel Fielding from the Mighty Bridge. Yeah. You and love him. He can't exist. No, he without, wouldn't exist He can't exist Bowie. without David Bowie. There's no such thing. Yeah. He could exist, but it wouldn't be the but same. It wouldn't, yeah, it just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the anywhere same. near the same. This will be stab people the wrong way. Kanye West can't exist without <laughs> David Bowie. Some people would think that's a good thing. I personally love Kanye West. <laughs> he can't exist without David Bowie. Mm-hmm. You know? Say what you will about him, but that idea of like the love of music and the one not afraid to change, that's in there and it's with a lot yeah, of that's artists. True. As well. I I do love artists who aren't afraid to change. Like who like, and sometimes it's bad, you know, and sometimes people just want to see the thing, but if you change a persona from the Beatles to Miley Cyrus, mm. I do admire musicians, good or bad or otherwise, who are willing to just... Yeah. Oh, it's just creation. It's mm. it's so good. And, like, we're a movie podcast, just quietly. We're just seeing, like, a lot of movies with David Bowie because he wasn't an actor, first and foremost. Yeah. He was... But he was not a bad actor. Mm. Really. Like, I mean... Yeah. In Labyrinth, the Golden King's a big, outrageous character, mm. but he's plenty charming. Yeah. And he leads, he carries that movie, and he's mm. not wooden, I don't think. No. I think he's genuinely quite menacing. And it's like, <laughs> and, I, and I always think, like, why didn't, he could have been, like, a, he could have been a good Batman villain, like, in That's the 80s. True. Yeah, like, 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 old school prop. I always think, like, I sometimes think, like, wouldn't it be cool if Tim Burton had the balls in, like, yeah. the 80s? Jack Nicholson was great. Yeah, but... Can you imagine, imagine if Bowie was, Bowie was the Joker? Yeah. Like, on the roof. Have you ever danced in the, with the devil in the pale moonlight? Like, that would be... <laughs> can you imagine that? Like, just talking yeah. to Batman. Wait till they get a load of me. Like, that would be mm. dope. Can you imagine... Holy yeah. shit. Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Kind of, like... Bowie yeah. reports there, you look at it. It's all this stuff we talk about, it's just that's why it's so good. He was he was no one thing. Yeah. He was nothing, but he was everything. And And it always helps that he had no, you know, skeletons in the closet that were picked. Well, no, look, I mean he he was a guy he was a rock star from the seventies. Yeah, you're right, you're right. We can't say <laughs> yes. that about it. We can't, not naming names, we can't say that about a few of our childhood yeah. heroes, okay? Uh, some of our favourites. Okay. But you know what? What's the worst you can say about him? Like, he was nothing, really. He was a dr- He was a guy that did a lot of yeah. drugs in the 70s, like, yeah, every, like, like everyone. everyone else who did, lived yeah. in the 70s. Great. Good for him. You know what? Like, he was, he was a, and he was such a, he seemed like such a chill 
do. But yeah. do you know what? I always think, like, and I was telling this afterwards, like, again, movie podcast, I'm just going to go into this. I feel like his legacy does kind of live on because he has yeah. a son called Duncan Jones who's a great filmmaker. And what yeah. I think is really cool is he's a sci-fi filmmaker, which I really think, you know, you yeah. kind of see the David Bowie. You know, his name's Duncan Jones, but Does he look like David Bowie? Not really. Quite, I'll, I'll have to have another look. But he, um, what I liked was that's not his, that's his career name because, like, he wanted to get yes, by on his own merit. But do you know what his birth name is? What? Zoe Bowie. Is what, <laughs> he named his son Zoe. Oh he is so God, cool. Awesome. He's so cool. He named his son Zoe. Brilliant. Z, like, Oe, like, O-W-I-E, and, like, O-W-I, that <laughs> spelling. I want to see if I can Google it. I'm fine. You want to find if I can Google it? I know, while Andrew is doing that, what are some other things? Like, he had some great performances. And it comes up with Duncan Jones. It doesn't even, it doesn't, it doesn't even, even bother yeah. trying to hide it. Straight up comes with Duncan Jones. Yeah, he's a solid filmmaker, actually. His movies are worth, well, I don't know how you go with them, but they're pretty good. He did one called Source Code, where Jake Gyllenhaal has to keep going back in time to stop. I'm pretty sure there's a porn star named Zoe Bowie, too. It sounds like it. Because, yeah, yeah, there Mm. is. But he did other good performances as well. Like, I mean... um, Maybe that's why he decided to use a different name. Because someone is a porn star by that name. Have you ever seen The Prestige? Uh, yes, I have. He was in that. He played Tesla, yeah. the um, the guy that was big in electricity. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's quite good in that as well. That's uh-huh. like a that's like a Batman. That's Chris Nolan. It's yeah, kind of like that. What yeah. have we got? I've heard of Source Code and uh, Moon. With excuse me, Sam Rockwell is quite good. Okay. Yeah. So they're good. Um, I know. Before we sign off, do you want to talk about like what are some of your favorite songs? Like, what do you what what were you excited to listen to today? Well, Life on Mars was my Life on Mars go-to. is the jam, isn't it? Yeah. That was just my immediate go-to, and I don't, I'm not sure why. Do you remember some of your, like, earliest memories? Like, even though you weren't probably a fan, a massive fan of him until recently, do you remember, like, maybe the first time you heard a song by him? I think it was Zoolander. When you saw him when he was Yeah. Dead, that's quite And funny. it was just, they do the overhead, let's. Dance. Yeah. That's it. Oh, like, ah. man. Do you know what I think mine was? And mm-hmm. this is the most, like, it's the most pimp song, like, ever. In a Night's Tale. It's the first time I sang. Oh, yeah. That's such a pimp song, it isn't is. it? I it love is. it. You know, I, oh, God, there's so many, but you know what song I reckon is my favourite? Yeah. That's been cool. Okay, Tide favourite would be Jean Genie. That's a great like, tune, yeah. And um, oh, I reckon Queen Bitch. Queen Bitch is like the most badass rock and roll tune yeah. ever. It is. It's just, it is just menace yeah. with a face. That's what that means. So. You, know, you know, to be honest, I would study, I... Guys, I studied guys. like guys. Guys, I've studied like nobody's business for an entire year. I did two diplomas in my spare time, so I was studying. I was working full time, and then I was studying. I would chuck on, um, I'd chuck on Buddha of Suburbia. Oh damn! Yeah. 
and it would just be like this little background noise, but it would put me in this zone mm. where I could just smash it out. I remember that because that was that was like a hard time for you. I remember. Yeah. That. I remember you'd always used to like while you were like doing your work, you'd medicate yourself with <laughs> Bowie and the Ramones. Yeah. Like, that's all that exists yeah. for you. That was that was all that existed. And you know, like that's. Because you're a cool chick, because your guys <laughs> for so long were Joey and David. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. Yeah. No. I don't know. I think... We lost the one of the greats. We though. did. Could it, like... It was, it's practically like losing Elvis all over again. Like, I'm a... I'm... Like, I'm predominantly... Like, I always think in life, like... There are, there are a few passions you have, usually yeah. known in one. So, like, I always think, like, mine would be probably movies would be my massive passion. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I like movies, fine. But that would be, like, that, that like, encapsulates a lot of my life. My other passion probably might be comics. But, like... Yeah, yeah. And then We're music, just starting to get more into that. Yeah, comics and then maybe music third or second. But, like, with Bowie, it's... He's... When I think of the great artists, yeah. someone says, like, think of, like, a great artist across any field. I always think him because it's it just covers the spectrum. It's everything. Yeah. He's the closest, like, God, like, in terms of creation, yeah. you know? And he's just so powerful. I can't, like, I was genuinely gutted today. Yeah. Like, there won't be many... You texted me and said that you were weeping in the car wash. I was in a car wash listening to Life on Mars just weeping. Like, I, you know what? I wrote this on my face. It's like, I know it's dumb to, like, cry about famous people you've never met and have no connection to, but I do, though. I do yeah. have a connection because he he just meant, like, a lot. It's mm. a, yeah. Everyone knows this. I just... I, I thought it would be good that we talked about it a bit. Yeah. You know, I think it's important. Like, just because... Because that movie in particular is kind of a gateway to this podcast, mm. you know? So It really was. Yeah. Do you have any other finishing thoughts, Wanda? I don't think so. I think maybe if we wrap it up by saying... Ziggy play guitar. Ziggy play guitar. <laughs> well, what do you reckon? Because we don't want to end with Don't Sit Too Close to the TV no, today. No, but um, we should also give them, our, our people... Um, a little bit of background in that this weekend we are going to yeah. we are going to Sydney yeah. to see the almighty Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, live. yeah that's gonna be good. Yeah. Now I'm pretty sure Tom is going to like pee his pants when yeah. we get there. But Oh Tarantino and like uh Bowie to me, like great yeah. artists across every field. Yeah. Like two people, yeah, go on. Um we are entertaining the thought of doing some sort of Quentin Tarantino-based episode do. when we get back. Yeah. I mean, we are going to go see The Hateful Eight, but I feel like we should I don't do... talk about that. I, I feel like we should talk about Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I want to talk about, like, because this is predominantly a podcast based on our childhood, but I like to... When I was 14, I saw that movie. It's a big deal. So maybe we yeah. can talk about that yeah, at some I point so. when we get back. Maybe. It was the first Tarantino film I'd seen. Yeah. Was Pulp Fiction, and I remember hating it. Wow. Yeah. Really? I fucking hated it. You lied to me. Yes. <laughs> but do you like it now? I love it now. Can we go through the list? Reservoir Dogs, do you like or do you dislike? Reservoir Dogs is the one with Mr. White and yeah. Mr. Pink and whatever. Yeah, I like that one. Pulp Fiction you love? Yeah. You haven't seen Jackie Brown? No. Worth a watch. Okay. Very different. A bit more yeah. uh, straight than his other movie. Kill Bills. 
See, I've only ever seen both of those once, and I was a little bit bored. Oh, I think there is Masterpiece. Okay, that's fine. That's all right. We don't need to fight now. No. <laughs> um, uh, what's next? Death Proof? Have you seen Death Proof? Yes. Do you like Numerous it? Numerous times. Yes. Yeah, People don't like that one, but that's I like... That's the one where Kurt Russell chases the yeah. girls. Yeah. People don't like that one, but what you just said then, how can I hate that? <laughs> um... Kurt Russell, uh, sorry, we'll get this done quickly. Bowie, it's a Bowie podcast, but yeah. we'll just be done in a second. So, um, Inglourious Bastards? Yeah. Love it? Yeah. Django? Well, see, I've only seen it once. I need to see it again, oh, but so I know good. that it was good. It's, yeah. I just, I saw it in really crappy quality. And then Hateful like, Lights coming. Yeah. And yeah. We're oh, True Romance. Did you like True Romance? Not yeah. 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 yeah cool. I mean, it was a little bit over the top, but it's fine. You reckon? Yeah. Okay, that's all right. I know it's one of your favourites. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Like, a, there's Tarantino movies I'd like better. Yeah, that's fine. True, right? Yeah. But uh, yes, so to wrap it up, we are... Mourning the greatest. We are mourning. Like just the greatest. Not even a man, just like a life force that, like... He really was. ...transcended mm. all art. And it's it's awful. It but is. you know what? We've got such an amazing... <sighs> Look, that's the way life is. It ends. And the fact... If you can leave... Like a, as like Kevin Smith says, if you can leave your stamp on mm. this earth in some way or another, and he left one motherfucking huge he did. stamp. So like, as we can like mourn about like, oh, what happened? Why was it private? I don't think that matters. It's like let's just like I go. I know this sounds a bit wanky, and people say, but let's celebrate a great fucking catalog. Like it's yeah. great. That's amazing. Mm. Never really a bad moment, I don't think. No. Even at his worst, loved it. Yeah. Okay. Usually I think we end with Don't Sit Close to the TV, but I reckon what? Ziggy played guitar. Okay. <laughs> One, Ready? two, two three. Ziggy, Ziggy played guitar. guitar. That was kind of rubbish. I'm going to go again. Ziggy, Ziggy played guitar. guitar. Okay, that's all right. Rest <laughs> in peace, Goblin King. Still alive on more.